So here we are again with the You Can't Say That podcast and Meet the Maker series. And I have with me today Ross. Hi, Ross. Hi, how are you doing? I am doing great. And Ross is going to tell us about... Well, first of all, the first question, Ross, is what did you used to do and how did you end up in Proclusal Mill? Uh, I used to do a lot of different things. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, went to college, did mechanical and production engineering in college, and then left college and went with a local steel building erecting firm, erecting yeah. steel buildings. And then I, after a few years of that, I ended up working in oil yards and working with heavy plant and machinery and uh, transportation. Uh, I did that for about 16, 17 years and then ended up the yards closed uh, locally and had to go abroad for work. So long story short, I, the skills we learnt here in the Highlands I took with me and off I went abroad and I worked abroad then for many years travelling around the world. Wow. Uh, building heavy cranes for different companies and moving machinery from one country to another. and. Came back, started working for myself, remanufacturing cranes from my own workshop, and did that for 10 years. And then, uh, kind of, kind of, we had a few incident, you know, hard times with the, the way the, the banks and oil and that went. So uh, I went back uh, with a local firm, and then. Uh, Claire got in touch with me wanting to, wondering if I'd be interested in doing some, make some stuff because she was going to build a mill. Amazing. What a history. What a history. But diversification as well, you know, going through, and and these are all things that were local to us in the Highlands. Um, And you've diversified all the way along. And when I see you in the mill and I uh, only know a bit of what, what you do but you are very much an integral part of it so what do you do here what I do generally I keep the I run the maintenance and uh, I was taken on board to help Martin who was a tuner they found in Brora and what's uh, a tuner a tuner is the, the person who sets the looms up and mm-hmm. all aspects of the weaving, uh, uh, the schedule. So the, he knows about the warping, the weaving, perning, setting the loom up to weave all different fabrics and different weights of fabric. And yeah. uh, so I didn't actually start as a loom tuner. I came in to help Martin. The looms weren't in the best condition when Claire got them. So Martin got the looms going, but because of the wear and tear that was in them, and maybe the they were maybe slightly neglected. Yeah. Uh, Claire then needed somebody to come in and maybe do more of the mechanical repairs, not so much of the tuning, more of the mechanical side. So that's mm-hmm. where I came in. I've got my own workshop at home. Uh, they needed new gears made. And of course, these things are so old now, it's hard to get spare parts or it's virtually impossible to get new parts. So mm. I would either make new bits or build up the, new, the old broken parts and then mm-hmm. make them new again so that's how i came on board originally it's uh, quite incredible to, to make the new parts yeah and when you look at a loom but it's like uh 
you know, the first computerised way of making fabric because every, you know, there's, I don't know what you call them, but every piece of fabric has got a different mechanism that that makes a pattern. Yes, You know, correct. in very much layman's terms. Yes. And, and a lot of these parts and pieces would have been, as you say, worn and maybe nearly non-existent. So you b- helped build them. You built them, rebuilt them. Yes, we helped, uh, helped Martin. Martin got them going to a certain stage, and but he couldn't keep them reliable just because of the wear that was in certain parts. Yeah. So then I came in and then did the bits that Martin needed mm-hmm. to make it more reliable. And it was it wasn't. It sounds like we did it really in a short space of time, but it actually took it. It was about two years before we actually got all four looms going to a state like they are now, where you're you're constantly going walking around and you're adjusting stuff throughout the day no matter mm-hmm. what they're you're the 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 way they are now is the best they'll ever be yeah it, you know really it's deterioration through wear and tear and and so yeah. the way they are now is the best they'll actually be so they are it's pretty reliable considering the way they yeah. when we first got them you know? and the, i mean the oldest mill is nearly 100 years yes, old it's it's the oldest loom i mean yes 1929 is the oldest one and That's the youngest incredible. is 1966 so incredible yeah. well the youngest well i'm older than the youngest but not as old as the oldest <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, the, I'm the same that way myself and so. and what what a sense of achievement I, I know that you are not one for blowing your own trumpet ross at all but there must be a certain sense of achievement hearing that you know hearing the noise of these looms going yes all day um, long because uh, I used to come in and do a little bit when it was just Martin getting them going and I saw what he was up against. Although I didn't understand how the looms worked or I knew mm-hmm. they were to weave fabric, but I didn't actually know the ins and out of the loom. And then when he actually, I was actually widening uh, the, the, the warper set up for clear before she actually started weaving. Um, so they had a narrow one and I made it double wide so that they could, weave wider fabric when when they actually got the looms going yeah so i'd come back and forth and uh, do that and martin was actually just working away in the background trying to get the looms mm-hmm. going and he actually the, the first day i came back after he actually got one actually the first one actually mm-hmm. up and running it uh, he showed me and i actually had the hairs in the back of my neck actually I have to okay. say that because I don't have any hair in my head <laughs> but they stood on end and I and it's a it's a nice feeling to it was just a heritage of it all and, and he has yeah. got this sort of resurrected this old machine yeah. yeah that is amazing absolutely that is amazing you know and you know it's gone on and on and the four of them now are pretty good are right? pretty yes, good they, they, I mean they, we have some stuff throughout the you know they never there's always something to do and, yes but we don't have as many major breakdowns or incidents yeah. as we as we used to have yeah in the beginning so how do you feel going from the oil and did you ever think you would be working in a mill weaving tartan surrounded by mainly women because i mean i'm only in here on a tuesday and it's only us not that we're in, in uh, looking at this in, in a sexist way at all but you know you are the the man of the mill most of the time yeah. martin's here on a monday and yeah, friday is he and you then Monday to Friday, uh, to Friday I, I as well. But did you ever think 
that you would end up, you know, going from the oil industry, working with big industrial cranes to working oh, no, in a place not. like this. No, I mean, I mean, I would never have seen this. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've never been shy. I, I haven't had a lot of jobs because most of the jobs I've had have been in the same line of work. So it's not like it's been a, something new, but yeah. I like to learn new stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I'll buy stuff at machines at home to so that I can do more work, but there's more involved in learning the machines. Mm-hmm. So when this came up, there was the kind of the feeling of wanting to learn something new. Yeah. As much as I'm getting a bit on now, if oh, you do, um, <laughs> it's nice to learn new stuff. Absolutely. But uh, when I actually first started, I didn't realise there was so much mm-hmm. to the to the weaving and to the the textile industry uh, yeah. I mean I've been in other places now with Claire we've been involved with the uh, Burberry and Johnson's of Elgin and we've been behind the scenes of them and it was quite a, quite an eye-opener to see what mm. actually all the time and, and the work that's involved mm. in, in making fabric I think most people don't realize they don't the work that goes into it. I mean we know that things is modernized but mm. um, yeah, we don't think that uh, yeah, yeah. we don't think that the uh, uh, lost my train of thought there. <laughs> it's okay. It's just busy, busy coming in. But uh, yeah, <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's a, there's an awful lot more to it yeah. than ever I thought. So it's a it's yeah. a complete opposite to the line of work that I was actually Absolutely. doing. Absolutely. But it keeps the brain function really oh, well, learning doubt. something new. Yes. And it's all relatable, I'm sure. Yes. And uh, um, so what do you think of the clothes? As a man, what do you think of the clothes that we make? The What the girls make is fantastic. Yeah. It's not, obviously, I'm not a fashion guy. I'm just a boots and boiler suit guy. Yeah. But the stuff that they turn out and the ideas that they have mm-hmm. is way beyond anything I would ever have thought. Yeah. I mean, I know we didn't start out going down this road mm-hmm. in the beginning, and we've had to diversify within the company to, Absolutely. You know, and move with the times and, and the changes with COVID and what have you. But uh, no, the stuff that the girls make is fantastic. Mary does a great job. The designs and it's, and it's, it's funky and different, and it's yeah. kind of taking. Uh, a more older traditional idea and she's put a modern spin in it and I yeah. think that's the thing that's sort of, it's making it it's there for everybody now of all ages and I mean Absolutely. some people think that maybe Tartan's kind of old fashioned and, whatever, yeah. and Claire's got her own designs so she's not like we're all clan Tartans it's our own Exactly. stuff and it's a different take on it so i think the spin that she's put on it and the girls do a fantastic job they do everyone does and it's a brilliant team yeah claire was down in uh, dundee at the weekend and she was saying that that it it's um it's ageless that that women were trying on the clothes from 18 to 80 yes. and no That's one that. said this isn't right for no, me good. yeah you no. know so everyone can wear it and it transcends the the age and time but keeps the tradition going well ross it has been just lovely to have a wee chat with you and find out more good for me to know um more of what you do we just pass in the office i know we just pass and and, and the, oh there's ross and he keeps everything going um so it's so interesting and i'm sure everyone out there will be really interested to listen and hear what you do here. So thanks, Ross. No bother. You're welcome. Okay.